Yo, Chad, what if I told you there's a platform that could completely revolutionize your hiring strategy in a matter of hours? Yeah, I'd call bullshit. Well, it's not bullshit with AI for jobs powered by our friends at This Way Global. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, While everyone else is fishing in the same old talent pools, AI for Jobs can source over 160 million diverse candidate profiles. This Way Global has established unique partnerships with over 8,500 trusted diversity partners. So wait a minute. All of the hard on-the-ground work is already done. That's right, Cowboy. You can discover 300 qualified candidates per job rack instantly. Wow. It's like having a candidate sourcing magic wand. (laughs) Dude, if you had a magic wand, you would have Mexican pizzas all day. Mm. Uh, Stop distracting me, Sowash. AI for Jobs Advanced Matching Algorithm analyzes past applicants using trillions of historical matching events and over 1,600 data points. Now that is what AI should be doing, saving recruiters time on sourcing while they provide a white glove candidate experience. Let's wrap this shit up. I'm hungry. Listen up, kids. Revolutionize your hiring process today by jumping over to thiswayglobal.com and checking out AI for Jobs, where you can learn more about how to leverage AI for your recruiting instead of just writing poems and grocery lists. That is thiswayglobal.com. We out. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Our intro guy is drunk, apparently, today. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman, joined as always by Chad Sowash. And today we are really, really privileged to invite Matt Stubbs to the show. Matt is a leader in web accessibility. So we're going to do some learning today. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Matt, Hey, give us a little background about you. Who is Stubbsy. Who is the Stubbsy? Stubbsy is the disruptive change agent that's here to revolutionize accessibility. Oh, damn. Damn. Do you have like a PR department for that shit or what? (laughs) That's good. So tell us a little bit about you. You are an individual with a disability. Go ahead. Give us a background about you because we're going to dig into some pretty important shit today. Yeah. So I've got, I have a disability. I'm blind. Um, I've worked in organizational development and learning. I have a real passion for accessibility. I've participated in running a startup where I was part of a leadership team that won an award for True Grit and Determination. Mm, Nice. Have you been blind your whole life? Yes, I've been blind from birth. Okay. So, so... Stubbsy, before I ask my first question, what's going <laughs> to what's going to get me canceled? What can I say and not say? And and I, I think I'm speaking for a few people when they say like, what is off limits in terms of talking about the uh, visually impaired? And I say blind, for example. For me, nothing's off limits as long as it's done with respect and compassion, and done about, and done to educate. Well, I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So it's it's a pretty wide field in terms of what's going to get me in trouble. So I think I'm I think I'm okay. Well, 
let's set the table here for our listeners. Yes. With the numbers. How many how many visually impaired people around the world and or in the US or Europe? Like what are the numbers around this? The numbers are it's very hard to quantify some of the numbers because sight loss it's such a such a spectrum. It's it's very hard to calculate. We, for example, we estimate in the UK that there is two million people who are registered blind, but there could be up as high as four million. Now they, that's just because they haven't identified themselves. Yes. What about a guy like Joel who's blind as a bat without his glasses? Right. I mean, is is that is is that technically visually impaired? Does he fit in the spectrum at all? You you could argue yes. <laughs> you know what I mean, but by a medical definition, probably not. <laughs> I have never considered myself blind, although Chad probably does think that I'm blind. Maybe, maybe after a few beers, then. Uh, yeah, it's okay. So, qu- quick story: we're sitting in the hot tub about two Here weeks we ago go. in Phoenix, and Joel go. gives me his phone, and he said <laughs> he doesn't have his glasses on. And he says, "What does this say?" <laughs> I I can't deny that story. That is true. That is true. From 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 close up, it's hard for me to to see. So I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. But what was that? His glasses, or was that the beer? <laughs> it could have been a little bit of both. It That's was me. It was all me. Um. So so a little bit of context around the numbers. Do you have any numbers around websites and companies that provide you know digital uh, services? that aren't accessible? Because I'm, I'm imagining that's a pretty high number. Yeah. Um, there's a recent one done here, again here in the UK looking at government websites where they found that 99% had some accessibility issue. Can you say that again? 99? <laughs> yes, 90% some. <laughs> Meaning just about every fucking website has has an accommodation issue kind for of a missed opportunity, I would say. Yes. Jesus. Okay, so I mean, this is much bigger than I would have thought because when we take a look at our space, right, our our, our little space, it's growing rapidly. There's a lot of money that's going into it. But for the most part, most of these products and these new features and so on and so forth, they don't go through rigid uh, evaluation or accessibility testing, if they do at all, right? So I've heard, and I know that you've been going through a job search here in the last few weeks or so. I've heard that uh, it's been a bitch. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I would say probably anywhere between twenty-five and thirty percent of all jobs that I've applied for mm-hmm. are inaccessible. The application process. I'll give you an absolute corker of one. Uh-huh. Um, I applied for a job with a well-known global bank. This role was accessibility specialist. Oh, no fucking way. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Completely inaccessible to apply for it. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. So what we are doing, and and this is one of the reasons why, you know, I thought we should have this discussion is because we are leaving incredibly well-educated and great talent behind because they can't even access the jobs that uh, you're trying to get in front of them. So I guess the, the, the big question is, when you are looking day to day, you said 30% of jobs you can't even can't even access. Are you seeing certain systems that are actually better than others? Or are they all just pretty fucked at this point? 
Well, we all know re- recruitment is is pretty shit to start with, isn't it? Let's be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We all know Apple. But I would say, like I mean, definitely there are, in some way or another, there is either an accessibility or usability issue around applying if you're blind like me that and you need to use a screen reader. Okay. Okay. I have some core competency around this from 20 years ago. Um, we used to create sites. <laughs> Talk about back in the day. I might predate you, Stubbsy. Uh, I remember the Bobby system where you mm-hmm. would like plug in websites yep. and they would give you a score and, and do that. I, I assume that we've advanced from that. So what tools are there that people can use? <laughs> what do you recommend? Should everyone put in a job description into sites to see if they're accessible? Like, what kind of tips would you give on current day uh, tools to help people be accessible with their web presence? I think it goes back to 101, basically, that to follow web accessibility guidelines around coding and the tech stack from start. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I mean, are there is there is there a checklist like, hey, make sure like all the images have alt tags, make sure yeah, like- there's um, guidelines called WAGC 2.0. One, mm-hmm. which are the most recent guidelines that web accessibility is meant to adhere to. Is uh is web webaim.org that was one site that I found. Is that a reputable um it's it's okay. Is there one better? Um, there isn't, I would say a two out there that is that's a fail. Better. I think they all have limitations. and um, mm-hmm. we're seeing I would say shortcuts being tried by some organizations with our favorite thing, AI. <laughs> so here's the thing. Joel's looking for a silver bullet, which I appreciate because that's exactly what talent acquisition does. And that's exactly what a vendor is going to do is they're going to look for uh, a silver bullet, a shortcut, some something, right? And there's nothing that is out there right now because of the rapid pace of development and how all of these systems are, quote unquote, bespoke, right? They're customized out of accessibility in some in some cases where the base model is tested and evaluated as good to go. Right. But then they start making these changes, uh, these customizations, et cetera, et cetera. And then it blows the whole thing to shit. So what I'm hearing and, and tell me if our mom's subsy is that there is really no silver bullet. You need to have uh, a person evaluate this. I'm sure there's some some software that you can use as well to aid, although it sounds like this has to be something that, I don't know, maybe core talent platforms actually offer. I think it'd be a unique selling point if they offered it. So if they offered it, if they, if they offered something like this, this would be more focused on being able to, first and foremost, you're building out new products and features. You have to have a battery of tests to ensure that it works first and foremost, which pretty much every company does. The problem is they don't have that accessibility test blended into it. So as you're going through Six Sigma or whatever the hell it is, your process, (laughs) uh, you add this as a layer in and you have either an expert, which is a, a 1099, or if you're big enough, if you're an ISIMS or you're an SAP or you're one of these big fucking systems, you should have at least a person dedicated or a team dedicated to this, right? Mm. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, what goes back to is this. I think if we're going to move this landscape forward, I think it should be compulsory um, that people who learn coding and programming 
one of their modules is around accessibility. Uh-huh. And it's from the start. We build it from the start. And not just have people test, but also have people on the inside of the loop of the development yeah. pathway. Because that is one of the other issues is that we have people will be approached and said, oh, well, what do you need at the beginning? And here's the end product. And for all you Americans out there, compulsory means mandatory. As the guy who said excess instead of access. Yes. Excess well, is your sex life. So on. that's that's well, different, that's what I was, different topic altogether. That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> OK, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait. The Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, Yeah. simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways. TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data. I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com that's t-e-x-t-k-e-r-n-e-l.com mm, nachos <laughs> let's talk about your application process first i mean it seems as if when you're going through these different companies it could be the same systems you know you could be using the same core talent platform per se but some of them have different barriers or obstacles because of customizations. Is that what you are finding? Or do you even know what systems that you're looking at and you just know that the process sucks? You don't always know what the system is, do you? Okay. You know, I mean, it, it could be any of the big ones or the smaller ones. But I think one of the other challenges, I think, around it is the attitude around that HR tech companies have. Uh-huh. I know some of those in the room with a whole pile of HR tech companies here in the UK and brought this subject up and their response was, it's not on our current roadmap. As people with disabilities, you'll just have to be patient until we get round to it. Wait a minute. So they said that this is not on our current roadmap. So therefore, sorry, Stubbsy, you're fucked until we believe that you're worth actually putting something in place. Yeah. So how dehumanizing is that shit? It's, it's extremely it's disheartening mm. You because know, you sit there. And they go back to the example I gave before about that accessibility specialist role. You know I mean, yeah. what a slap in the face. You know I mean, can you get more of an insult? Yeah, we want to make our product accessible, but you can't apply for it. 
Yep. Name names, Stubbsy. Who's the bank? I want to know. He's too polite. <laughs> He's not going to do I'll, it. I'll say it. He's too I, British. I, 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 Tell I'll me. Say it. JP Morgan Chase. JP Morgan uh, Chase. They, okay. You're, you're in the fucking <laughs> crosshairs, JP Morgan Chase. Jesus Christ. Stubbsy, I mentioned I have some experience 20 years ago, uh, which predates the iPhone and mobile. <laughs> and I, just out of curiosity, like I kind of understand if you scroll your mouse over, you see, you know, like words, you hear words and things like that. How do you manage or maneuver around a mobile device? Because I think that's something companies don't even think about in terms of accessibility. Basically, lots of mobile devices nowadays have what's called a screen reader, which reads what's on the screen. So as you drag your finger around the screen, it reads out loud. That's pretty cool. And is that like, do you have a special phone or is that an iPhone? Um, iPhones have it built in and so do Android. It's pretty standard nowadays. Very cool. So video resumes are gaining in some popularity uh, mm-hmm. obviously video interviewing and things like that does the, is that cause for concern for your community is it is it something that you are excited about because video is easier like talk about the video component that's gaining steam I, I, again there are different inherent problems there you mean how do you know if like like me how do i know i'm looking at, into the camera properly or anything like that to check how my presentation is because you know when you look at a, a video resume you know, I mean it's natural that we look at the body language mm-hmm. so it's a net negative yeah i i think it is from my personal perspective interesting okay so what about assessments because there are a ton of visual assessments that are out there today and when you have an assessment predicated on being visual you're kind of leaving out a good group of people am i right or do they have systems that are fairly accessible that that you can use and it, it's worthwhile honestly in my experience i've not come across one that is truly accessible uh-huh and if i would if anything i would say they're more of a hindrance because they don't make the playing field fair uh-huh whichever way around you cut it it doesn't make the field fair i mean you can get accommodation yeah you can try, let me rephrase that, whether you get it is questionable, whether you'll get a response if you email and say, look, I can't do this. And I've been in that station. I've emailed and said, look, I can't do this personality test and explained it and basically been ghosted. Curious, Tubbsy, about, uh, so let's go from mobile to SEO or search engine optimization. And we know that certain sites if their speed is is faster than most sites, that their rankings tend to be better. And we know if sites are sort of user-friendly, they're better. Do you have any experience or, or insight into sites being more accessible than others, getting better rankings on search? And because search is largely customized, do you find that because of your disability, most of the sites at the top of the rankings for you tend to be accessible and the ones on page you know, three plus tend to be less accessible. No, I don't think there is a difference, my experience. So Google plays no no favorites in terms of accessible websites? No, because it doesn't come into it. Interesting. You think it should? Again, I think that's a very subjective criteria to place. And how do you code for that? That's going to become a quite a complex coding it's typically an accessible site has a cleaner code, wouldn't you say? They take a little bit more care. Anyway, I know you're not a developer, so we'll we'll move on uh, to really the topic I wanted to get to, which is the metaverse. 
so the metaverse is obviously obviously super hot. Does the metaverse scare the shit out of you as a as a visually impaired person? Is that exciting to you? Like, just give me your thoughts on the metaverse. It doesn't even have to be in terms of looking for a job. It's like any tool. I think it has potential to be useful. Whether it will be, time will tell. And I, I do have my doubts because I think you can't take away from the personal aspect. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a long way from being on that personal aspect, that interaction where you can read body language properly. Because body language, when you read it, isn't just visual. There is this kinesthetic aspect. Mm-hmm as well and i think you'd lose that in the metaverse because it's so artificial it's so artificial joel did you hear that do you play video games matt no okay i I have so many questions just so (laughs) so many many well most of them are really stupid questions so i will i will stop and this is a good this is a good 101 for us and our listeners but i mean just to understand for sure. that you know again jp morgan chase has a job for somebody with your background for accessibility mm-hmm. and the job isn't even accessible to be able to apply uh, I think screams scream just how bad it is that a big brand I mean this isn't some startup right like, so you've got to go company. back You've got to go back to almost the fundamentals here Uh that it's about attitude and behavior and how they see the world. It's about giving a shit is what it is. It is is giving a shit, but we know, again, a recent survey looked at, I think it was about 2,000 employers here in the UK. Mm -hmm. 23% actively said they wouldn't employ someone who was blind, even though they knew it would break the Equality Act. Which is equipped. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Okay, all, all I gotta say, Stubbsy, is first and foremost, you're looking for a gig. You're there are so many tech platforms that are out there in our space, uh, and this is something we are not evaluating for. This is not a part of the actual mix of go-to-market evaluation for 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 most of these organizations. Not to mention. Any smart organization that's out there, tech organization, doesn't just look at their own shit, but they also do consulting for their clients. This is a revenue opportunity, people, because totally shit's fucked up. We're talking about 99% of, of, of websites. So if you're out there and you are one of those really cool unicorns with a lot of money or just a startup who gives a shit, and that's the key, giving a shit. Uh, you need to be looking for guys like Stubbsy. Uh, Stubbsy, that being said, I know you didn't think that we were going to put you up on a block here and try to uh, get you get you a job. But if somebody does want to get a hold of you and, and just have a conversation or maybe even uh, help you apply for their accessibility job, where can they find you? They can find me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. And that's Matt, Matt Stubbs. Stubbs. Yeah. <laughs> In London. This was awesome. Thank you, Matt. No worries. Excellent. Another one in the can, Chad. We out. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The Chad. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout outs of people you don't even know. And yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. 
nacho, pepper jack, Swiss. So many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.